Welcome to Jubilations, a Judaic podcast intended to educate, inspire, and motivate your hungry Jewish mind. Each week, Jubilations dives into the minds of influential Jewish people, speaking powerful words of wisdom. Julie Tarney is the author of My Son Wears Heels, One Mom's Journey from Clueless to Kick-Ass. And she's so kick-ass. Um, <laughs> she, I am so elated to have her today on Jubilations because we've already actually uh, done a part one series with Becky O'Keefe a couple days ago. So we're, we're just really nailing this Mother's Day week because it's a Mother's Week for us. Julie, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to join you. Thank you for the invitation. Some parents of sexuality spectrum children might feel that this is a continuity to their already confused world. For some of us, our children's sexuality, gender preference is not, it's not just normal. It's because we were raised in a different world. To us, I hate to use the term normal because that really shouldn't even be out there very much anymore. But we still... I still use that word. And I shouldn't be condoned for just using words that I want to use, I was thinking too. But to others, it can be, this whole thing can be just a, a crazy thing to mix up their world. And th there's like no tomorrow for them. They just don't understand. And who better for us to talk to but Julie Tardy? She's yeah. the go to. Um, Julie, the pressure's on. The pressure's, the pressure's on. on. Julie um, has always been an incredible advocate for her son, Harry, who's 28. And he still appreciates her passion for his world. So as a proud mom, can you please tell about your son, Harry? I know you just told us some the other day, but we can never say enough about our children. <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah, good or bad. Uh, well, Harry, uh, as you said, is 28. In fact, I went um, to see him last night. He's a performer. He's a drag artist. And maybe there's some of your viewers or listeners who watch RuPaul's Drag Race, which I think is in season 10 right now. Um, and Harry has been performing drag, I think, since the time he was two or three years old. Seriously. Um, he's always loved to play dress up, and his dress up box became his costume closet when he was making movies in middle school. And then it just became his, his wardrobe. The kid is um, non-binary, so he doesn't identify as either male or female. He is doesn't fit into either of those two boxes that, as you said, we all grew up with, thinking it's just either or. There's no other option. Um, so non-binary is really the, the definition for someone who feels neither or both. Um, male and female. So I was seeing him perform um, last night. He was at a club doing a fundraiser and he, he reprised his uh, performance of Ivana Trump. And, <laughs> and it's very funny. He's, he's really quite a um, funny performer. His drag name is Amber Alert, which um, kind of gives you an idea of his irreverent sense of humor. <laughs> and he, I, I'm assuming that he gets to be lucky to have red hair. That's why he, does he call himself that for that reason? Or why Amber Alert? 
I think it's just um, an irreverent use of the term Amber Alert. Okay. And, you know, sometimes we'll just be, he, he likes to think of drag names. I remember one summer we were out on the balcony here at my place and I was, because of the mosquitoes, I was lighting a, a citronella candle and he said, mom, that would be a great drag name, citronella candel. <laughs> or, or I, I made a fish dinner one night and I said, this is a new fish and we haven't had it before. It's called summer flounder. And he said, mom, that would be a great drag name, summer flounder. So, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. Well, the it's funny for the better. <laughs> so Julie, what is it, what is it like to be a mom of a drag queen? Um, it's fun. I mean, I have a son who's an entertainer. And so for me, it's like I get to go to shows and, um, and be president of his fan club. Does he have a fan club? That would be fun. Um, you know, he has a lot of followers on Instagram. His Instagram name is skirt suit. Oh, cute. And skirt suit. I yeah, didn't know that. About, I didn't know that. He'll wear, um, a skirt suit to work. You know, it, this isn't just drag. I mean, for Harry, Harry's always just had been interested in things that some people call feminine. And um, and so he wears whatever he wants. Um, and I think what's important for people to know if they, you know, to get a visual on Harry, which I've just always been fascinated by how he likes to be. It, it totally mixes it up. He has long hair, but yet he wears a beard. Does he have a, a beard right now? He has a beard right now, um, and very often in his performances, there's glitter in that beard, oh, and awesome. there's false eyelashes, or or his hair is knotted up and braided. Um, yeah, and the other great thing about being the mother of a drag queen is that I have a personal fashion consultant. Right. It's right. like, Harry, what should I wear to this event? Or Because when he was younger, I called him my fashion insultant. You know, he would, he, he chastised me when he was three years old for not having enough dresses in my closet. Wow. Uh, yeah, so he's always been very aware of what people wear and, and remembers people's and, style. And, and something I also was thinking about him, too, is how lucky he is when, when he's, what did he say to you? He said it the other day about, oh, he said, um, girl, I love that girls are able to play sports and wear dresses. Was that what, what was the comment? Was that it? And I thought, wow, you know, he's just because he's so colorful. He wants everything. I mean, I think it's basically like we just want everything and he, and he can do that. And I think girl, obviously not, I think girls can get away with that a lot easier. Just like you and I said, we kind of have like our boy sides to us of, you know, we'll fix right. your, we'll grout your tile for you if you want, but you know, you can put us in some hot dress and I'll look fat. You'll look skinny and cute, but whatever. <laughs> well, it's true. You know, it's, it's girls can wear jeans have always been able to wear jeans or shorts or long pants or sport coats. And it's always been okay. Like a tomboy was okay. But an effeminate boy was frowned upon because, you know, this gets back to the to really sexism in that women are viewed as weak 
And so femininity is viewed as weaker. And if you're, you have a boy who's effeminate, um, you know, there's something wrong with that. It's really just him, as you said, expressing. He never, you know, he grew up as a non-binary kid. I didn't have the terminology for that. He didn't know what, he didn't know that term either. And I think when he discovered it in college or even later, that it was like a relief for him. You know, it's like now there's a there's a term that explains how I have always felt, even as a kid. Yeah. And isn't that nice? It's nice that we are able to see our children of these times instead of parents years ago who probably knew that their kids were gay and but didn't really know what that was and didn't know how to deal with it. You know, like you said, when when Harry first came out, that was a struggle. But think of 100 years ago. Think of. A parent probably noticing something and, and it's not, this is not normal. So you're going to have to change what you got going on here. But anyway. Right. And as you said, that word normal is really, you know, the new normal is there is no normal. Yeah, right. The new normal is however you feel about yourself. That's, that's your. That's your Absolutely. So agreed. Yeah. And that's why when I said to you earlier and we say it, it it's so hard because it's not when I say normal, I don't really mean I mean it as whatever it may be now. And eventually people will only think of normal that way. It's however it is. So I read this really cute thing that when um, Harry was in high school, he designed a dress made of garbage, garbage bags for like a fashion show. What was that? But that's, a, was that kind of the beginning of that? He's totally like so good at fashion stuff or well, before that, I mean, he was good, but well, yeah, he was always good. He could always put together a look. Um, and like I said, he had a dress-up box at the age of four. Um, so he's always had a great fashion sense. I wish I had his fashion sense, to be honest with you. Um, but he did in high school, um, they had a talent show. It was called the Talent Showcase. And he was a sophomore. And he wanted to be in that talent show so badly. But he doesn't sing, really. He didn't you know, play an instrument. I think he had read a poem in um, the middle school's talent show, one that he had written, but he really wanted to do something. He said, Mom, I don't juggle. I don't do anything. I have this idea of doing a fashion show. And he wanted to create all of the looks out of trash bags. And he pitched the idea to the um, drama director who was heading up the, the talent show. And she, she said, let me think about it. And then I think he presented some ideas to her and gave him a sense of what it would be like. And she said, okay. And he, I think he put together more than a dozen looks. The show was called Trashy Fashion. He interviewed models of, from the kids in his high school. He picked models. And he put on this show that, that got a standing ovation, seriously, at the... Wow. And he did it the following year, too. It was a big hit. It was a big hit. Oh, my gosh. How wonderful. It's so nice that compared to when he was, you know, a little kid and, and came to you at two years old to being in high school and thinking, you know, back then, oh, my God, you know, this whole world is going to be, how is this going to be for me? And to actually, like, and I'm sure many times in between there, but that you got to, like, stand there and, like, people, like, loved what your son did. Like, yeah, I mean, just be like you get to be a proud mama. It's so wonderful. And I know you continue to be a proud mama. And 
that's even yeah. more wonderful. You know, we're lucky, you know. Um, I, rem- I do remember um, my worry over Harry's drag. And when he did the fashion show, he was in a gorgeous um, jacket. In fact, it was a jacket that I had bought in L.A. on Melrose Place years ago. It had it was like a military, like an admiral's jacket. It had pins all over, and he was wearing high heels but um, and pleather pants. And I remember saying to him, Harry, you're going to wear high heels out on stage for this. He said, Mom, John Galliano wears them, so I'm going to wear them. Oh, my God. And at the time, I didn't know who John Galliano was, so he, like, clued me in right there. Of course. Um, but I remember when he, his idea for the um, junior high um, student council's fundraiser, they, they raise money every year for a charity, and I think it was a charity in Central America, an orphanage. And his idea was to do a drag show at the high school. Now... He had joined the the cast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show as soon as as soon as he turned sixteen. I mean, he just had me sign that permission slip, and I thought, okay, the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Oriental Theater on Milwaukee's East Side is one thing, but on stage in the auditorium at the high school in suburban Shorewood was a little different, and I was worried about how parents would react, how the school administrators would react, how it would reflect on me. I was kind of sunk down in my seat. Um, and people loved it. It was, the house was packed. I think he raised $900 with just tickets to that show. And 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 I was worried too about some of the, the more jock, you know, boys in the class and how they would react if they're gonna, you know, make fun of Harry. And they were in the show. Oh, come on. Yeah, he recruited, wow. you know, the, the football players to put on drag, and they had the best time. That's they had the best time. I mean, that's amazing. That He I, said, I don't know what it is, but straight guys love to put on women's clothes. I think there's a certain power in, you know, taking on a female persona. Interesting. Glamorous, being allowed to be glamorous. You know, who yeah. wouldn't enjoy that? Like what kid, what little kid doesn't like glitter right? or color pink? You know, I just call it the happy color. You know, it's not like, like little boys are born only liking navy blue, black, khaki and forest green. Like where, do, where does that come from? That's what I don't understand. Where, where did that all happen? Why are little girls in pink and little boys in blue? I, I just, it makes well, no sense. And it used to be the other way around. Like pink used to be the masculine color and light blue was the color for girls. Wow. It didn't change until the 1930s when some marketing uh, children's clothing manufacturer decided to market clothes that way. So it's an advertising all came about through advertising. Wow. That's amazing. Harry went down the, uh, in the auditorium when he received his diploma for school and he was wearing red stiletto heels. Red, red patent leather red stiletto heels. But not, not Louboutins, not red bottoms, just red patent <laughs> heels. Thank God he wasn't spending his, his parents' money like that. But, I don't know where he would have gotten the money for those. Right? No, he was a very good thrift store shopper. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine. The applause must have been really wonderful, I, I would assume. Um, it was his, his, um, classmates all cheered him and, and I tried to talk him out of it. You know, I feel bad now, but I, 
he came home with a red cap and gown and he tried it on for me. And I said, that looks great on you. Red's always been a good color for you. And he said, I think I'm going to wear my red stilettos um, with this gown. And he said, I wear them with all my other gowns. And, and I said, you know what, Harry, please not to your high school graduation. Who wears heel? You know, what boy wears heels? His mom, I'm wearing them. And that's all there is to it. And the night of his graduation, he had his Converse sneakers on and he had a bag with him. I wasn't sure if the heels were in there or not. Um, I was kind of hoping not. I didn't want to say too much about it. I didn't want to push against too much. Um, but then when it went, to, it got time for all the kids to go, you know, backstage and put on their gowns um, and walk across the stage, he just sashayed across that stage to get his diploma and all of his classmates cheered for him. I love it. So. I think I think the reality of this all is you actually were just jealous. That's why you were telling him not to because he could walk better in them than you probably. He has always been able to walk better in heels. Right? Well, just give him a few years, right? In fact, afterwards, I think there were some moms of some of the girls in his class who asked Harry if he could teach their daughters how to walk in heels. That's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> those boys sometimes really know how to work those shoes. You know, Harry uh, went to college in Connecticut, oh, and then I moved to New York after he left for school because I was downsizing, and I realized I could really live anywhere as a writer. And I even asked him how he felt about me moving to New York City. I thought I didn't want him to feel like I was stalking him. And he said, you know, Mommy, you're a state away right now, and, and New York City's a really big place. I don't know. I think Harry always wanted to be an artist. Um, he's a creative director right now at a photography studio. Um, he does freelance photography. He just did a shoot for Velour Magazine, which is Sasha Velour, um, who won the uh, season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. Just did a photo shoot for her in San Francisco. Um, and, and performance was part of it. Um, but I think he wanted to be here just for the work opportunities. Cool. You, would yeah. you move if he moved? Would you move? Like if he went to L.A.? Mm -hmm. I mean, like what kind of. All right. This is the real test. What kind of mother really are you? Do you need to be right there and be a helicopter mom? Or <laughs> I don't know that I need to be a helicopter mom. I mean, I I guess we could Skype like we're doing. Um, You're happy. You are happy being in New York yourself. You like you love like where I am. I have a huge community of friends here. It's it's great for my work to be here. Um, I would miss him like crazy. There's no question about that. Um, but Harry has to follow his dream. Um, maybe we could become bi-coastal. By coastal, um, yeah. You do a lot of contributing to many different papers, and one as an advice column for my kid is gay. Have you ever been stumped by any questions that people have sent you? No, I haven't. I mean, um, they've all been good questions. You know, any question that a parent has about their child, you know, not understanding their gender expression. It's usually around gender expression. Okay. Um, but I know I haven't been stumped by any, there haven't been any that I said, no, I, I don't know that I can answer that. I, mean, I think the last question I answered was from a mom who was upset that her child was upset that the parents weren't using they pronouns. Mm. You know, the child had, had said, this is really important to me. 
and they couldn't understand why their child was upset when they weren't using their pronouns, and they felt like it was an imposition on them to have to relearn their pronoun. So oh, that was pretty easy to answer. Yeah. Um, I think the quest, there was a question before that on from a mom whose 10-year-old son was interested in belly dancing, had discovered it online and was teaching himself in, through YouTube videos, and she was just concerned about how that might be perceived and should she allow him to belly dance at school. And so I, it actually taught me a lot because I, I went back and researched belly dancing for my answer to her and discovered that it's really, it's really Middle Eastern dancing and that it's taught in Middle Eastern families at weddings or parties and that it was, you know, the westernized name was belly dancing and that it's sort of viewed as insulting to many Middle, Middle Eastern that we, people. That we use that term? Really? That we use that term, yeah. Wow. Interesting. So it it is for everybody that just cleared that up for her right. i struggle with pronouns with people if i you know first of all you don't know if you don't know them well enough and if you're not if it's not what you always did it's like learning a new every anything it's like learning how to ride a bike and you never did it before you have to keep practicing and practicing to do it right but the people and the kids of the lbgt queer community correct did I say all that right yes did I get it all in there um they they just like some of them can get really upset if you're not spot on with it which is a little frustrating you have to give some of us a little leeway because it's not what we know I, I think there I think there is leeway there I think if you miss um gender or misuse a pronoun you know just to say I'm sorry and correct yeah. If you're not sure, then just use that person's name. Well, you know what? We use the we use they pronoun as singular all the time. And Shakespeare used it, and Emily Dickinson used it. If you found a cell phone, you would pick it up and you'd say somebody lost their cell phone, right? You wouldn't say someone or or someone lost his or her cell phone. So we do use it. It's just a matter of getting used to it. You know what? I like that. That's a good way for my brain. The way you just pointed that out to me, that makes things much easier for me to, thank you. Thank you for that mental visual. I'm trying to just use it all the time. You know, it's just takes practice. Somebody did a, a documentary last year, Between the Shades, and you and Harry were in this? Yes. Harry was the star. Harry was the star. Um, Harry was the star. And I was there as the supportive mom. I have a non-speaking role. I love it. That's all that matters. <laughs> as long as you're there to show the support, that's all that matters. How can people see that? It's not in distribution yet. Right now, it's um, because it's so new, it's just on the film series circuit. So it's traveling around the country. Um, cool. But there is a Between the Shades Facebook page if someone wanted to see the trailer or check it out. I think I did a blog about it um, recently. So on my sunwearsheels.com or julietarney.com, there's um, on the blog page, there's a link to the trailer. Cool. And that's how people can find you. They can go to my sunwearsheels.com. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Harry and I are actually collaborating on a an idea for a children's book. Oh. Um, but my lips are sealed on that right oh my now. My gosh, I can't wait. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I hope there's lots of glitter and sparkles in there. 
I think it might be um, a touch and feel book. There you go. Perfect. Ooh, that's perfect. I'd even buy it just to touch it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Julie, thank you so much for joining me today again. And I hope that we can continue to um, educate people, or should I say you can continue to educate people and all of us on um, our new world. And uh, anytime I'd be happy to come back anytime. And just having this conversation Bex, you're really, you're part of that. You're part of the team, the education team, because that's what it takes. We all, we need to stimulate conversations and talk about things because that's how we learn. That's why I just keep talking to you because you just keep educating me so well. <laughs> Julie, awesome. thank you. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day and it's one of those fabulous ones. Thanks, Bex. Have fun. Thanks for listening to Jubilations. May you go from strength to strength.